through the written word and by the spoken word. Lead us to the living word, our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I have preached in all five countries within the, the British Isles in the time, and I've spoken in some strange places, in army camp buildings, that one moment I was a chapel, and then the next it was a soldier's hangout, complete with coffee machine and a fully stocked and loaded bar. I preached in fields on top of flatbed lorries, uh, recently, I preached on top of a metal cattle truck and I was juggling with a mic and notes because there was no lectern and there was no cover from the rain. I preached in housing estates, hotels, community centres and war memorials. I preached in front of bishops, Anglican and Catholic politicians, many of them, the then Chief Constable of the PSNI, senior army officers, senior figures in the Royal British Legion, the Grand Master of the Orange Order, and the Governor of the Apprentice Boys of Derry. I've preached in many Anglican churches, a few Presbyterian churches, and some Catholic churches, but I haven't been this nervous <laughs> since I've preached. <laughs> Just over where Katie is sitting with this Chapel was slightly shaped differently in October 2007 in my last year of non-stipendary ministry training. So here we go, probably poised to fall apart. <laughs> After the church service, a little boy told the pastor, when I grow up, I'm going to give you some money. Well, thank you, the pastor replied, but why? Because the boy responded, my daddy says you're one of the poorest preachers I've ever <laughs> Well, I think we can all relate to that at some point in our ministry. Because it's not easy catching the attention of a congregation every week, particularly like myself, when you only have one church in your parish. But did the little boy think the pastor was poor financially or like most of us, just simply not brilliant or eloquent preachers of the word. But if we flip the coin, of course, even if his preaching skills weren't enough for a podium finish, did the preacher want to give his all in a sermon? Did he give his or her very best in the service of our Lord? Because if he didn't care, how he sounded, well then, that pastor had a problem and he had better sort that out with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So do we as Christians want everything in life blessed by God? Do we give everything that we have in our service to Jesus? Because I know beyond any doubt, we all want to receive everything from God. And as Christians, particularly those of us called to ministry, the ordained, ordinance, or in a lay capacity, we're expected to give everything in our service to Jesus Christ, even if it makes us poor. And as a non-stipendary minister, 
I know all about that. Well, in our gospel passage in Mark, Jesus is in the temple at the treasury, or in the NLT Bible that I use. It says the collection box. However, we're assured by the commentary that that too is a building within the temple complex. But Mark tells us Jesus watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped into small coins. Well, the first century would have been no different to today, I'm sure. Look at all those good people out there putting in loads of cash. And then there's always one who gives very little. It's not what we all think. Sometimes when the wardens bring in the collection plates, you can see the roll in their eyes because there's a 50 pence piece sitting amongst the, the Paisley-esque signed collection envelopes. You see, earlier in the text, Jesus told his listeners to beware of the religious leaders swanning around in fancy robes, wanting to sit at the places of honour. Now I know some people who love to swan around in their expensive suits and to be the guests of honour, but they couldn't start the lawnmower in the parish when we need the grass cut or the graveyard tidied up. It's all show and no substance. But as Christians, Christians in ministry, we can't be like that. Jesus' audience were probably muttering about the poor woman. Although in fairness, Mark doesn't tell us that. But we all know what human nature is like, don't we? Then Jesus breaks down that money barrier when he says, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others. And that's the point. She has given more. She's gone the distance in her love for God in heart, mind, soul, and strength. Probably even to the point of hunger. Because Jesus comments, poor as she is, she has given everything she had to live on. This poor widow gave pennies. In the grand scheme of things of the great nationalistic temple, it was worthless. But in God's eyes, it was of immense value because she gave everything. So I ask again, do we give everything in our service to the Lord? I want it all. And I'm sure you all want it all too. But do we give it all? Because we most definitely want to receive it all. So let's look at those three short points. Wanting all. See, we live in a culture that tells us to want for everything. We actually kind of talked about that yesterday. It's all out there if you have enough money so you can go and have it. You can go and buy it. I'm amazed now at how liberal 
and materialistic that the Republic of Ireland has become. It's now probably worse, actually, than the UK. And I can tell you, believe me, the UK is bad. If we think about all the things that we have, and we don't even actually need them, the throwaway electronic goods, the money that we waste on things that are unimportant in life, how much more do we need when many in the world have nothing and they live like that poor widow? As Christians, what do we want? Over and above health and prosperity for our families, what do we chase after? Are we seeking out God's love in all that we do? Is that what we want? We should want it all from God. Every blessing, every good thing. James tells us whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. Is that what we want? Or is it the material things of the culture? The poor widow most likely wanted a blessing from God. As she gave her pennies, the poor in this world, they want justice and their fair share. God wants to shower us with love. But unless we accept it, well then we put up a barrier and that love just simply bounces off. On this Christian journey of highs and lows, of disappointments and moments of great happiness, what do we want? I know I don't want to sit through a select vestry meeting on Tuesday night, but that comes with the gift of ordained ministry, and some of you will experience it all too. And maybe some of you are the select vestry that give us such a hard time. <laughs> but if you if we are wanting it at all, well, it must be in tune with God's will, because we are called to be his servants in this hostile world. <clears throat> Giving all. The poor widow will give her all, financially. But when it is the difference between having a full stomach or going hungry, well then she really did give her all. This is Remembrance Tide in the UK. And as a Royal British Legionnaire, a former policeman and a current army chaplain, this time of year means so much to me. I think about the men at the Somme and the Allies landing in D-Day, the Falklands, Afghan, and of course Northern Ireland. They gave their all for freedom. And Siegfried Sassoon writes in his poem, Aftermath, do you remember that hour of din before the attack and the anger, the blind compassion that seized and shook you then as you peered at the doomed and haggard faces of your men? Do you remember the stretcher cases lurching back with dying eyes and lowing heads, those ashen grey masks of the lads who once were keen and kind and gay? Have you forgotten yet? Look up and swear by the green of the spring that you'll never forget. Now that is giving it all. 
And it reminds me of Jesus giving his all for us at Calvary. And sometimes I'm more interested in reading my motorsport magazine than reading my Bible. When I should be giving my all for the faith, but I'm more interested in sitting at Ibrox singing simply the best. Jesus seen the poor widow giving her all. And he sees what we do too. See, we have a special calling, but it doesn't make us special people. We don't, after all, want to be the religious teachers parading around in flowing robes, says he, standing here in flowing robes. But you know what I mean. To serve, we must give everything. We must give from the very core of our being to serve the Lord of life, who gave his all for us. Receiving all. As Jesus seen the poor widow and knew what she had done, I believe she received the blessing that she wanted and that she required. A simple act, but one of great significance by this woman who was seen by God the Son. Today, we want to receive all from God Almighty. We want to be blessed, don't we? We want to feel his love. But do we deserve that love? Have we done enough to receive God's favour? That's the challenge we face. Are we once saved, always saved? Or do we repent daily of our sins to receive that love from God? Well, the best way to clear all that up is simply to serve God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we will constantly receive all we desire from God. Although I'm still waiting for that Ferrari for all my service. And I don't think it's ever going to arrive. But what have we asked God for? His guidance? His love? Or have we even asked him? Matthew tells us, for everyone who asks, receives. But even better, when we know that we are serving God with every fibre of our being, we know that we are receiving his love and blessings. The poor widow must have loved God truly to give her only pennies. Maybe they were the pennies from heaven because she would have received the blessings of God. And that is what we want too, isn't it? A Ferrari would be nice. Not having to chair select vestry meetings would be great but receiving the blessings of favour and love from God is what we should want and we can receive it every day. So to finish, I wish you all well on your journey to ordination because you'll have moments where you might feel that you want to give up. There'll be times when the finish line seems so far off but that'll only really be the start the journey. 
So stand firm, trust God, and give everything. Because the kingdom that we serve will never rust or rot, and it lasts for eternity. Amen.